Hello! Cluster Fudge has returned. Yeah, it's me, Carlos. And me, Alan. And we're back! We are back with even more Picard. Yeah, we're going Picard pa crazy. Oh, boy. So, um, we've got episodes four, five, and six on the docket here today. That's right, but I almost didn't make it today. Ask me why. To, uh, why would you almost not make it? Well, you know, uh, I, you know, I wanted to, uh, during this time of crisis on, on our Earth, uh, I wanted to, um, you know, get all the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, get all the social medias and all the, uh, you know, the video streamers. Okay, so I wanted to download the Cast app because I've been trying to see what is the better, what's the best group video chat, you know, watch party-esque app. Mm -hmm. But when I tried, my phone said you need the most recent IO operating system, 12.4.6. Mm -hmm. And you don't have that. I have a 6 Plus phone or a 6S or a 6 Plus. Mm, 6S. <clears throat> yeah. So, I, you know, I did a backup, of course, because it's like, oh, don't mess with the operating systems. It's a whole thing. So I did a backup, of course, on my computer. And I did a like a Wi-Fi backup as well. So I have two backups just in case. And I start the download using the iTunes. I just put on my computer and I, I have a loose uh, little mini USB cable. I have a loose little cable that connects to the phone, not mini USB, but the other one for the iPhone. Mm -hmm. So I guess I, I nicked it at some point. So the thing stopped mid download. And it's like, uh Oh, because once you stop those, mm -hmm. it disconnected. Once you stop those, you can't, you know, it doesn't just reset like, okay, well, we're just going to give up and you'll try again when you're ready. It's just like frozen mm. forever on that screen. And it takes forever too. Like you can't even tell if it's working for like a while before you see there's progress being made. <clears throat> so I go on Google and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And uh, they're like, okay, this is what you do. You just got to hold the two things. It's the same thing you always do for any iPhone problem. You hold the two things oh, the except keep. Yeah, hold the two buttons, mm -hmm. and except keep holding them. Don't <laughs> let go. Don't let go until iTunes says something. You hold on to them for your dear life because God help you. All our stores are closed. God help you if you've broken this phone. Why would you even do this right now? What are you, stupid? You're stupid. So I'm like, oh, no, I fracked my phone. I'm going to have to order it online. It's going to take several days. No one will be able to get in touch with me. It's going to be a nightmare because I don't have a camera on my, like my, you know, oh, I have it on my Chromebook, whatever. Um, so I do it and then it starts and I'm like, okay, thank God Christ is averted. But like part, like a third of the way through, it's like, oh, we couldn't finish. Sorry. No explanation. Just couldn't do it. I don't know what to tell you. Good luck. Go to an <laughs> Apple store. You can't. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm freaking out, but I'm like, okay, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to try to turn it off and on and up again. So I just mm -hmm. do it again. I'm like, like, we're doing this this time. I'm not going to touch the phone. I'm not going to mess with the cable and do it again. And I do it again and it's just going and it's going. And God help them for their product, man. They just, okay, you want to do a, a full operating system refresh? No problem. We'll try it again. I don't know what happened before, but we'll try. Maybe you made progress and you did half the work. We were cleaning out the junk. And now we just stopped midway. So a new crew is going to clean out the rest of the junk and put in a new operating system. And it worked. I got it working. It took like an hour or two. 
like I didn't have to do anything. It was just a phone doing, and I was just watching the line like with bated breath, waiting for the progress to get there, you know, and then it blacks out and it's like, oh no, did it not work? And then it comes back and it does some more stuff because I think it has to put in a prior operating system and then get rid of that and put in a new one. It can't just go straight to the new one. Mm. But uh, there you go. So I almost didn't make it, but I, I'm here. I'm here. So why did you have to leave the, the, the uh, oh, oh, so you, this was all done in your apartment. Yeah. So you're saying because you had no phone, there was no way you were going to do this. Yeah, or anything. Okay. That makes sense. Man, it would have been dead like, in the water, man. No like, phones. The nightmare. Okay. Okay. But I got the, and I got the app and I got the cast app too. You still got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. But I tested it. And like I told you before we started, it's not. Neither Zoom nor Cast are doing exactly what I want them to do, so I need to test something with you after this. All right. Okie doke. But, yeah, I almost didn't make it. All right. Well, uh, Cluster Fudge is uh, somewhat a shared experience. We get to share this conversation, our analysis of a shared TV show experience. Yep, yep. Cluster Fudge, we're going to start here with uh, episode four of Picard, which is called uh, Envoy? No, Absolute Candor. I'm sorry, where did I get that? Absolute Candor. Absolute Candor, yes. Yeah, it does seem like Candor. I read it, I'm like, is that a planet, Candor? That's that a Star a Wars planet. City. Uh, oh, yeah, but with a K. Yes, no, but I think K. they're saying Candor. Candor. But yes. you know, Alan, I, I think we have a special guest today that would oh. like to chime in from time to time. I would love to meet a special guest, Carlos. Oh, he's at your door, I think. He's at, at your door? door. Is yeah. that my door? I think so. I've got to go leave and get it? Yep. All right. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Dead air, dead air, dead air. Hello. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Admiral Jean-Luc Picard. That's right. I'm Admiral Jean-Luc Picard of the Starfleet, the United oh, the Starfleet. Federation of Planets. Yes. yes. Wow. You were you were a great admiral. I uh, was. You were wonderful, but now you're retired, right? I have stepped down, uh, relieved of command. Whomever relieved? Story... I thought you retired. <laughs> Whatever story you prefer to believe, Carlos. But well, I I I believe I I've it. stepped down. Others have said I've been relieved of command, but uh, I am enjoying my after years in gallivanting around the galaxy well and i understand you're on a you're currently on a mission that we're 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 going to be talking about today but i tell you i i have to say it's a little interesting because i've heard that there's some people that you used to work with like that you've encountered some friction with people let's put it that way because of your call wrt the romulans you've encountered some friction Oh, yes, of course. Not everyone would be in line with my thoughts and emotions on Romulans as well as synthetics. That's right. I was going to say, you love them both. Yes, I've rubbed people the wrong way. Now, keep in mind that I share the memories of both Ambassador Sarek and Ambassador Spock, both of whom were diplomats and Spock in particular, he was an ambassador for peace with the Romulans. So 
I've quite a bit of uh, experience with the Romulans, both as an ally and uh, an adversary. Well, that's great. And you know, but though, it, like the old saying goes, and I'm sure it's as true in your time as it is in our time in the past. Not sure how you got here, by the way, but I, I'm sure it's true. I clearly walked uh, through the door. A man, well, one of those Stargate doors, maybe, that you have. Uh, a man can be judged by, his character can be judged by the company he keeps. So we have a special other guest. Oh. You were, you were surprised. This guy's not. This is quite a we surprise have, for me, please. We have your first officer, number one, oh. William Riker. Will. Hello, Will. How are you? You Good son Lord. of a bitch. What? You what, son of a bitch. What, what is it, Will? What, what's wrong? What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Don't go and mess with the Romulans. What did you do? Will, there's always hope for diplomacy. You must realize this. You retired and left me with the Enterprise. I wasn't ready. I had only been your commander for 22 years. I wasn't ready. I thought you were. I had faith in you, Will. Look, Will. Not everyone is meant to be the captain of the Enterprise. Only a select few were. Like... They kidnapped me. Oh. They kidnapped, well, they didn't. A little alien boy did, but he pretended that they kidnapped me. How could you forget that, Picard? I apologize, Will. Yes, you had the, that, that episode uh, where they, they implanted memories in your brain and made it like a hollow deck. And it was all like that episode of G.I. Joe where Shipwreck was told that he was married to another character from the show and that it was really I don't Cobra. like the classics like you do. I don't care about oh, your I love that episode of G.I. Joe. Joe. That was great. It's called There's No Place about... Like Springfield. Go watch it. It's much like your episode, Will. I don't... Springfield? Isn't that a Simpsons thing? I can't keep your classics straight. You know what, you son of a bitch, if I ever see you again... If you were any other man, I'd kill you. Goodbye, Slam. Oh, my goodness. Wow, he was not... Will was happy. upset. Admiral, Jesus. Will was maybe you should take happy. a... No. Well, maybe you should take a moment to reflect on that. Right. While Alan and I... I'm sure he's coming back from his coffee break, and Alan and I will discuss... Or you can stay if you... I don't know how it's going to work. Hey! Oh, there it is. It'll okay. be out. Wow, about Picard it. Okay. is not popular with his former crew members like Raffi and, and other people. Yeah, well, I'm sure that's just, uh, you know, maybe just them. Who knows? Okay. Uh, any, anyway, uh, okay, so absolute candor. Here's the synopsis from IMDb. On All the right. way to Free Cloud, Picard requests a stop at the Romulan refugee planet where he reunites with Elnor the young Romulan he befriended 14 years ago. Narek continues to learn more about Soji. They should put a meanwhile. That's not good writing. But that meanwhile, Narek continues, to, on, the, on the artifact, Narek continues to learn more about Soji. See, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so everyone's like, all right, we're going to Free Cloud. Picard's like, no, we have to make a pit stop because I have to right a wrong and it's on the way. So that's what I'm doing. Yes. And he picks up this guy who he kind of needs, but kind of doesn't need. Mm -hmm. Because in following episodes, he's like, wait here, don't do anything, only do things when I tell you to. So mm -hmm. I think it's more like, a, oh, I remember I abandoned a child 14 years ago. Let me go see what's up with that. Yeah, and it's no way that 
card would know that this guy's going to be a samurai, right? It's just, just yeah. Like, oh, hey, he's just stopping in. I got to talk to that boy from so long ago that I ignored. Yeah. Was he was yeah. looking for him, or was he looking for his mom? Like, do you feel like he he'd wronged the mom? Oh, the nuns. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you know what I think he did feel guilty about the whole thing. He's like, I, he gave him his word that Starfleet would have their back, and he overpromised, which is. You know, it's one of the interesting overarching things about this show. It's like how Starfleet isn't everything it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it, it looks to be. And I mean, DS9 kind of, kind of, you know, went there, touched it a little bit with their Section 31 stories. Um, you know, that, well, Starfleet is nice, but it's just another one of those. It's just one of the others. It's just one of the fellas, one of the groups. Um, it's very interesting, but this show really like gets into it. It's like, and I mean, really, even the movies, like when the Klingon, uh, when the Klingon moon blew up or whatever, uh, you know, half of them were like, let's kill the Klingons right now. What are we waiting for? Right. This is our chance to get rid of them once and for all. Mm-hmm. So it's not like this is new to Starfleet, but it's just interesting to see how grimy Starfleet can be. And the mm-hmm. Federation, quite frankly, really the Federation because Starfleet is just the sword of the Federation. Yes. The inquisitive is toward. Yeah, and we see Picard kind of, you know, normally Picard does take this stance of diplomacy in the face of uh, more hawkish, warlike behavior. So he's, he's trying to be the voice of reason, trying to, to bridge the gaps, as it were. And uh, he's continuing that with this episode... Um, again, you know, the Star Trek original series throughout the next generation and its spin-off series and the movies, at least Nemesis, Romulans weren't in any other movie, but, um, we saw the Romulans were just straight up enemies of the Federation and Earthlings and, and all in between. So uh, we're learning more about the Romulans than we ever have. We haven't really seen much of their culture. <clears throat> Which is good. I always been on their planet. I, I think one of the benefits of these latter day Trek series, you know, they had the break after Enterprise, which, you know, I, I revisited Enterprise and it has some good stuff in it. There's some okay stuff. I don't like the Time War stuff, but there's some good stuff in it. But after that, they took a break, and now they've come back, and people are older, and you have a mix of, like, the older writers, like, younger writers, and you have more sophisticated drama, more sophisticated storytelling. They don't have, you know, the, the, the mission statement of Roddenberry to show such a super positive universe, but that was already ebbing with the old stuff. So now they, again, they get into the dirt of it, and, and I like one of the things we also get is more detail about these races, because... You know, Star Trek TNG, I love it, but it was this very nice, episodic, in an hour, we're done, happily ever after, except for the one time when Borg was taken, when uh, Picard was taken, and then they follow up an episode or two later where he's still messed up about it, and then they continue that through the movies, which was, that, that's a tree that just keeps giving. That's a gift that just keeps giving the best of both worlds, man. Yeah. They just keep going back to that, and Always. it's still good stuff to me i still enjoy it you know mm-hmm. but it's like they shake that tree for more things and that tree just keeps I, giving i actually wish they but to me it makes it feel like nothing happened in next generation it's like hey remember best of both worlds because we do and this is what happened 
And I, I kind of honestly, I think they're missing some opportunities. In particular, uh, the the iconic "There Are Four Lights" David Warner as a Cardassian um, relationship. They never revisit that ever in any. Respect. And Cardassia, that could be a show like just a rebuilding of Cardassia. Yeah. Will Bajor help or take advantage of it? Because there are books about it. Right. Um, yeah, but it's it's you know, but yeah, that's true. There are other things, and and that you could say it's a crutch that they just keep going back to what they consider to be their biggest thing, which is the board. You know, in Las Vegas when they had that exhibit, mm-hmm. that permanent, semi-permanent exhibit, right? It was board based. It's like oh, encounter the Borg, and it's mm-hmm. like everything with the Borg. And they even brought. I, I also like the little ways that they're bringing references to Voyager, like the all the E X H. I'll call it E X H for all the emergency holograms that are on the ship, which is a Voyager gift. And of course, Seven of Nine and um, Echeb, which we'll get to in a second, that's a Voyager gift, mm-hmm. which I'm surprised we didn't see Janeway as the, uh, I would have liked to have seen Janeway as Clancy. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have been nice to have Janeway there, like kind of pissed. But Clancy's kind of a dude, I don't know, maybe Janeway helps, I don't know. It would be nice to see Janeway and like she's aged up into it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, is I have noticed, I don't think I picked up on it in the first three episodes, or maybe I was ignoring it, is how Picard seems to be, or Patrick Stewart, I don't know if it's a choice, an acting choice, or it's just the way he is now, but he seems to be emulating his character from the, the series finale. I like agree. Where he's kind of his like, speech pattern and everything yeah. it feels totally like future tense version yeah. of all good things. Yeah, because you watch him like in the old show, and he's strong, and you even watch him in the movies, and he has a strong... Mm-hmm. presence but now he's like more like a grandpa like well we got to take care of grandpa and grandpa has good ideas grandpa and it's like well we fought in the war and there's a last mission i gotta finish you know mm-hmm. but i don't know how to use your doohickey so it's kind of like i i i don't know if it's a choice or not i'm not crazy about it mm-hmm. but maybe it's just you know what and he has his disease presumably he has his Right. Dementia, dementia, space right. dementia. Mm-hmm. So that may be a part of it. Like he's like, I'm Picard with space dementia, a little bit coming on onset space dementia. So I'm not who I was. I'm not that strong commander anymore. I still have the knowledge, yeah. but I'm a little weaker, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to see. I, I'd like, though. I mean, I, 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 hey, if, if, if it's a conscious choice, great. If it's unconscious, yeah. well, I mean, you know. It is I what it another, is. another 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 uh, prop to Picard and his acting ability, or Patrick Stewart from you know twenty five years ago, to yeah. predict exactly how he would sound <laughs> in the next twenty five years. Yeah, he's pretty spot on. If you yeah. like, um, okay, so they go, they stop at this Romulan planet, and then Picard goes down, and we go a flashback where he promises them that he's going to save everybody, and he thanks the nuns, the warrior nuns. The mm-hmm. Romulan warrior nuns for helping him. And thanks for watching this kid, even though you're an all female or all women identifying sect. Thank you for watching this kid. Um, and then they get the word about the synth attack. And it's like, uh, I'm sure everything will be fine. I'll be back. I promise. Never comes back. And he's like, I got to go back to this planet for reasons. I just got to. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to the planet. No one, they, he does not have the levy yet before. The Romulans don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Even though he like tried to help him, even though he was just on TV, they don't get cable. They don't. Well, why would they get Federation News Network? But um, so he goes back. But the nuns are like, "Hey, it's you. Hi, we like you still. Maybe 
And the kid's there, and the kid's pissed, but he's like, I need help. I need one of your warriors. Uh, I'm going to – I assumed Eleanor was gone, but since he's here, maybe he can come with us. Maybe that's the way I can make it up to him, by bringing him on this mission. Uh, and, he, and, and the sect only takes the case of hopeless causes, which is interesting, and I don't know how productive that would be, and you would lose a lot of personnel, but whatever. I only take pers- uh, hopeless causes to tell me your case. And Picard does, and then Elnor agrees – to, well, he says no, but then he helps him out when this old uh, former senator and some goons want to beat the crap out of Picard, mm-hmm. i.e. kill him. And Elnor's like, uh, I'm a badass. I'm going to kill you guys if you hurt this guy. And he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so interesting. He's, and again, I don't think it's clear. Yeah, and I don't think it's clear. Like, I think you're right. It wasn't clear why Picard went back. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he gave like a clear reason. I think we're just making, we are assuming things. Mm-hmm. And I would assume that, uh, well, now that I'm on this mission to fix, to, like he's already decided, I need to, I've been away for too long. I allow, you know, I allowed myself to retire and to give up basically. I'm not doing that anymore. And I think part of this is kind of like AA where he's like, I got to go and apologize to the people I've let down. And they're on the way, so we'll no apologize to them while we go to free cloud. And he does. And he kind of makes amends because Elnor decides to go with him. Yeah. And then meanwhile, on the Borg artifact, uh, Narek is still messing with Soji. Mm-hmm. And we're not sure if he's uh, getting real feels for her or not. Uh, and that becomes clearer later on, but we're not right. sure still at this point. Mm-hmm. And he still has a weird dynamic with his sister. Um, but yeah, he's just still... I don't know what happens in this episode particularly i know that at some point in the next couple of episodes he allows her to doubt him as part of his because his sister keeps going like you need to either cracker yourself or we're going to cracker using force even though they both know that's not going to work so i don't know why she's saying that mm-hmm. um but uh you know so he turns it on and he kind of makes her doubt him a little bit um and I don't know if this is the episode where she talks with the Romulan witch lady or if that happened before, um, but that was interesting. And I don't know if we discussed it. We did discuss that last uh, episode. Oh, okay. yeah. And I'm going to leave it there. Pulls the tarot card and calls her the destructor. The destroyer, but still. We, liked, yeah. we gave the, go- the Gozer parallel. Yeah, the destroyer, the power, the traveler has been... Uh, um, and okay, so I mean, really, that's all that happens in this episode. It was an all right episode. It was nice again to see a little bit, bit more of depth in Romulan mm-hmm. story. Oh, we also what we didn't talk about is that whole thing with the fake front door that Romulans have, because being Did they even cautious. Well, with the um, with when he when she interviewed the Romulan witch lady. She did. She went behind her. I remember that. Like, I, that was an interesting conversation, but I don't remember him going into the back door of any of these houses. Oh, no. In, in this village, he didn't, but I don't think we talked about it in, in the last episode. Okay. Uh, no, but I, this, that's this, yet another this custom. cultural, yeah. Yeah, cultural which is quality. really cool. Yeah. Yeah, we have fake front doors because everything is fake and everything is hidden, and mm-hmm. we find out that Romulans have, like, hidden real names and then the fake names they give out and then the other fake names like they have inception levels of real names which is mm-hmm. really interesting it's like don't tell anybody else this it's like mother i'll have to kill you you know my real name so that was absolute candor mm-hmm. any more thoughts before i move on on that no um 
Not really. It's um, it's pretty cut and dry, you know. He but he he decapitated some dude. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is the, he did not mess with that guy. He's got a sword, and he will cut you down if you mess with Picard. And he's like, choose to live. Right. And it's that's like, well, they don't know how phrase. well you fight. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they did. It made sense because someone called him when he was a little kid. Someone called him Sister Boy mm. or something. And I'm like, what does that mean? What kind of an insult is that? Until you find out he lives with the warrior nuns. Mm-hmm. And he can't be like a full-fledged warrior nun, but they're like, he's as close as a dude can be. Mm-hmm. He's pretty darn good. And you can have him. None of our other warrior nuns are available to you. But yeah, take him. He's fine. He'll get you where you need to go. Oh, but the very end um, leads you into the next episode. Yes. Right? Because there's a bit of a space fight. There's a run yeah, that appears. Oh, yeah, from a gangster who we never meet, which I feel like is a kind of a lost opportunity. I'd love to meet the guy who has, like, the king of crap, who has, like, this old warbird, but because no one visits this sector, that is a strong ship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they get away with the help of dun, 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 Seven of Nine. Seven of Nine. Who's not going by Annika. Uh, 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 sadly, not adopting her true name and still going by Seven, which is sad because the whole like series of like Voyager near the end, you're like hoping, okay, and in the book series, it's like, in the book series covers her more and it's like, oh, you're gonna be Annika now, you're Annika. Not well, seven of nine anymore. Hold on. But now she's going by seven. As, as she seems to have embraced that. I think it has something to do with what we learn in the next episode. Yeah. So next episode, Stardust City Rag. Stardust City Rag. An episode which very much more to me seems like a Blade Runner uh, slice. Oh, yeah. As opposed to um, oh. a Star Trek slice. Oh, yeah, yeah. That whole city was uh, free clouds all Blade Runner with the yeah. ads and everything and the mm-hmm. personal ads where... They're offering Rafi drugs because they know she likes drugs. Mm-hmm. And they're offering Picard like a tea room. Hello, hello, mate. Pip, pip and all that. <laughs> How about virtual tea? Um, the lost Serena crew reach Free Cloud and find Bruce Maddox in a precarious situation. So Seven of Nine, the ex-Borg they recently picked up, lends her assistance. So two things happen. We see what happened with Bruce Maddox a couple of weeks ago, I guess, where he shows up at Free Cloud and they trap him. They're like, we got you now and we're going to use you to, we're going to sell you to the Romulan Tal Shiar. And we Mm -hmm. also get the flashback of Seven of Nine. And real quick, this is not the same actor that plays uh, Bruce, that played Bruce Maddox in the show. Not the same actor at all. Right. Okay. But I figured he looked very, very different. So I don't know. I didn't, I didn't realize the names were the same. Yeah, this actor is also on Brockmire, the final season, which is another show. So he has a little heat going on right now. Mm. And the actress that plays Dr. Jarita, she's also on another show uh, right now. So she's got a little heat, too. It's always interesting when is that these Allison actors. Pill? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay. She's from, uh, from uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yes, her. that's Allison Pill. That's her. Yeah, she's in some, I saw her in some other streaming show. Okay. So it's like, it's always interesting to see these actors where they just like commercial actors or, or, or you know, TV or movie actors where they just blow up in mm-hmm. a moment when you never see them and then you see them a lot. Yeah. Which is really cool. So I guess they have a favorite casting agent right now or they do. So we'll see what they do. Um, but okay, so we, we see Echeb. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, we have Echeb show up, 
but then Icheb is only there to be uh, Mary in the fridge or whatever, where he is uh, refrigerated away. Yeah. They tear out his eyeball, uh, and then she's like, I'm gonna go for that, that um, uh, nautical probe. What is it? Um, new, nautical, nautical, whatever. It's something mm -hmm. that he already gave to Seven in a Voyager episode, oh. so he doesn't have one. And I love how they reference it Mm -hmm. And then they, and then they're like, I can't find it. Well, I'm sure it's in there somewhere. No, it's not because he gave uh, it to Seven mm -hmm. because her thing broke on Voyager. Okay. okay. And I think it was a different actor as well. I can't tell, but it looks like a different actor. Mm. And but it was a sad scene, and it's like, oh, poor Egypt. We knew you so shortly, but he made it into Starfleet, which is very sweet mm -hmm. because Commander uh, Lieutenant Tuvok was training him. Well, I guess by the end, Commander Commander Lieutenant Commander Tuvok was training him on Starfleet classes, because he used to be an instructor. So he's like, I'll train you to get into Starfleet. If we ever get back to the, uh, the Alpha Quadrant, you know, we'll, we'll recommend you and you'll get into Starfleet. So mm -hmm. I guess he did, and he was an officer mm -hmm. that was on leave. And that's a whole interesting, rich story. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So there's a whole, we're doing a little undercover mission here in the yeah. episode. So that was... That was a bit of a flashback, 7 and 9 giving her backstory, how she, you know, this other Borg, Echep, what's his name? Yeah, Echep. So he was another Borg, um, a former Borg, I should say, and yeah. they bonded in that respect, so she considered him a quote-unquote son. Yeah, they were very close, and Voyager, yeah. they got very close because, uh, just real backstory, Echep was found by Voyager with three other Borg kids. And Seven mm -hmm. connected with them in a way to like kind of let them know. And the whole crew connected with them and they like the ship adopted the kids. Mm -hmm. And eventually the ship found parent, the, the ship found parents for twins and the little girl and she went with the twins. So they found their family. The ship found Icheb's family, but it turns out that they purposefully sacrificed Icheb with a Borg nanovirus to kind of hurt the Borg and save the village. So he was a sacrifice. So they brought him back, but then the village is like, the parents are like, well, we have to send them. That was the point of sending them. We're gonna have to send them back again. So then Voyager takes them back and it's like, fuck you village, we're keeping them. So they keep Icheb uh, mm -hmm. because he likes science. And the village was a very like, ag uh, it was like agriculture because their, their planet was devastated by the Borg. So it's like, we don't have tech really. We have vegetables, but you'll learn. But each have loved science, and he wanted to stay on Voyager, so he did. Okay. And they all, like, basically adopted him. So that's each have's backstory. And, yeah, Seven and him were very connected because he, he almost died giving her cortical node. He almost died giving Seven his right. cortical node. Okay. And he knew the risk, and she's like, no, I don't want it. I don't mm. want you to die. I'll die. And he's like, well, I'm taking it out, so you better take it or I'm going to die. Okay. So in the episode, Picard, they are going on an undercover mission. Picard takes on the guise of, of someone with a bad French accent. Space There's, pimps. They're yes. space pimps. With a, with a fedora with a feather coming out of it, right? Yep. You have to be big, you space pimp sons of bitches. And He's wearing he an eye as... patch. And uh, despite being a Frenchman named Jean-Luc Picard growing up on a French vineyard, uh, he can't master the French accent. Yeah, he's and... like, Mike, Mike. Well, maybe he can speak to that. Patrick, <laughs> sure. Jean-Luc Picard, could you speak to that? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, the thing is, is the uh, traditional French accent was abolished in the 23rd century, replaced by 
an English accent. So I was impersonating something I saw on a hollow video uh, from a 20th century film, which is Green Card. I was impersonating Gerard Depardieu. Oh no, that's bad. Wait, isn't he French? Yes, I was impersonating him. That was so my would his accent be authentic? My dead-on impersonation of Gerard Depardieu. Okay. Oh, hey, you know what? Since you're here right now, we have another special guest. Oh. From the old crew, and I think let's, she's going to make you feel better. Let's have it. You know her, you love her. Oh, hello. I am Diana Troy. Oh, Diana. Diana, welcome. Oh, oh, thank you, Captain. Oh, wait, I'm sensing something. What is it? I'm sensing a huge asshole in this what? room right now. Wait. You a dick. Me? You're a dick, yes. What did I do to you, Diana? You left us behind. You left the ship. You were training me to be a command officer. I even wore the regular Starfleet blue uniform, which yes. covered me up a lot more than... I'm Betazoid, half. You know this. I know you this. You know yes. that we like to be nude. And yes. I got even more clothes because I thought you were going to train me to command a ship. Right. But then you left us I didn't. all. Well, we promoted you to uh, commander, right? You got the, the commander, lieutenant commander. Also, did... whenever you needed real advice, you went to your bartender instead of That's me. True. That is your true. Your ship's counselor. I sit on the bridge, yes, you I didn't. Yes. I am a bridge officer. Well, remember. Don't go to the bar. Yes. No, you shut up. Don't Look. go to the bar. When you need advice. All right. You should get it. I'm psychic. Well. She's not psychic. I'm psychic. I, I apologize, but he, hear me out. She is now a co-host on The View. And therefore, whom else would you better suited for uh, sharing your stories? Someone on a nationally syndicated television show or a Betazoid? I'm going to give my mother your personal phone number. Oh, Goodbye. No. no, not Loxana. Oh, geez. Maybe you uh, got to was... go and change your number, Picard. Oh, I'm going to have to run through that little Stargate door. See you soon. Yeah. There he goes. All right. Oh, he lo he's actually walking away. That's great. That was fun. All right. Commit to the bit. <laughs> All right. So, yes, they have to dress up as space pimps to sell Seven of Nine to someone who seemingly was an ex-girlfriend. Yes. Too. So I mean, they, they intimated they had a intimate, like a personal, lord. very personal relationship. Right. So this crime lord woman uh, has a, a, a past with Seven of Nine, and yeah. she calls her her given name. What yeah. is it, Annika? Annika. So I think... I'm just going to speculate here. Since this was the only person that she trusted with her given name to go by, that since leaving her, it carries that much more pain. And so she doesn't want anyone calling her that anymore. And she goes by her other designation. Or Annika was her way of becoming more human and more vulnerable. Mm. And she got close. And maybe it wasn't even like a relationship relationship. Maybe they were just close friends. We... You know, it seems like it was more, but it doesn't have to be more. We're just projecting onto it. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, you're right. It may be that Annika is naive and weak, and I don't want to be her anymore. I want to be Cold Seven again. Because the whole thing of Voyager, starting from season four through the end, the whole thing was like Janeway was trying to make her embrace, well, get her to embrace her humanity. 
make mm-hmm. her a first and then encourage her to do so, which right. she did. And mm-hmm. she got slightly softer, but she was like a great Vulcanish stand-in while she was on the show. She did a really great job on that show. And I mean, uh, you know, that uh, obviously she's a very attractive person, you know, mm-hmm. but she was also like just a great component on that show. Really great. The one plot hole here that's showing up though is how good she looks versus other XBs. And she was like from childhood, she was borgified. So if anything, mm-hmm. she should look more jacked up right. than the other XBs. And she looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm curious how they never address the fact that everyone looks like Frankenstein and she looks awesome and no one ever acknowledges that. It's like, how do you look so good? You it's know, genetics. Yeah, I mean, just well, a pretty that, woman. she had an EMH doctor who did like some crazy plastic surgery on her. <laughs> so maybe it was just like, yeah, that's ghost. What did he do to her? He gave her like this insane waist and bust. <laughs> what kind of doctor is that? Because <laughs> they, pro- you know, whatever. It's, it's just interesting how like, uh, I love the idea of like, wait, she's a Borg? She's ex Borg. Are you kidding me? Right. What are you insane? Look at her. Why Look would you up. cover this up with implants? Even Hugh. Hugh is a decent looking guy, but he still mm-hmm. has like an eye that droops a little bit mm-hmm. and some junk on his face and right. patch skin because of what they did to him. He's like, Hugh is like the best you could do, mm-hmm. probably realistically, but then you have seven which mm-hmm. is like insane. And then Hugh was like, you're a good looking dude. What I is, could get over that. What is that. Seven's species? Where, where did Annika come from? Oh, she's human. She is human. They, she wound up in the Delta Quadrant? Yeah, they, they kind of yada yada over that. Okay, like okay. Family, <laughs> All right, let's not get happened. into it now. Let's not get into it now. We're still on the well, Picard episode. Well, her family followed the Borg wherever they went. So presumably they went through transport uh, corridors. That's okay. my, my headcanon. Yeah. How they got so far with or they went into deep space and then she was borgified and then they took her to mm-hmm. the Delta Quadrant, which I think is more likely. Mm, okay. So that's that. All so, right. okay. So Seven's there and she's like, I'm a ranger, a Jarnus ranger, which I believe is like, um, kind of like the Maquis in a way, but not as illegal, where they just decided Federation abandoned the Romulans. They're out here. There's no more neutral zones. So someone needs to keep the peace and make sure they're not taken advantage of. So I'll do it while still realizing that the Romulans, some of them are still kind of shady. Mm-hmm. So she's like a vigilante ranger now. Right. Yeah. Uh, for justice. Yeah. She's out for justice. And she apparently knows Picard because he calls her seven. He doesn't say seven of nine. He calls her seven as if they knew each other. Yeah. I don't know how that works both ways. Because even people on the crew are like, how do they know each other? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's easy why she would know Picard. He was a famous Starfleet right. captain. Yeah, and I have she no idea on... how he knows her. I mean, maybe well, I imagine. You know what I think? He knew Janeway, I think... clearly, like in, in one of the movies, they have a brief conversation. Well, here's the thing. The Voyager ship had a bit of a celebrity status okay. when they got back. It was like this missing ship that made it back. So I'm sure there were a lot of people. I'm sure that was some good reading. You know what I mean? That just made for a good real story in this mm. universe. The Voyager okay. crew. And, I, and I'm sure every, like, not every captain, but a lot of captains. I'm just saying, like, in this episode, they do kind of play it like this is their first meeting. 
Like, oh. because, like she does. She was like, oh, yeah, I forgot you were also a Borg. You yeah, know what I mean, like it, it doesn't it's, it's not like they they're, they're like old pen pals about their former Borg experience. Well, he was like, dude, you just visited Borg, man. I was born there. <laughs> <laughs> you you adopted the Borgness. I was born in it. Mm hmm. Uh, and same thing with you. It's like, we're not the same, dude. I was Borg <laughs> for several years. You were Borg for like a day. Mm-hmm. In, out, Borg. You were no, a but Lucutus had, had special status. Like, yeah. the Borg up to that point was always like, we are the Borg. No one was an individual. Except for the Borg Queen, which we meet later on. That's an ad hoc ret- retcon, but yes. Well, you know, it's kind of the idea of a hive mind and a bee, and there's a bee queen. Mm, yeah, and that kind of makes sense. I I hear you, but still, the the concept was just we are the Borg. And the thing is, is if that's a if that's the situation, then a there's no need for a Lucutus. Just have the Queen communicate with everyone. Well, they wanted to use. They wanted to um, what's the word? Demoralize Starfleet by having one of their own be the face of their destroyers, plus using the knowledge that Jean Luc Picard had. I know, but the whole point of the Borg were that they were decentralized. There was no central unit. Everything well, this is the way they communicated to Starfleet. Because if you're decentralized, you're not scary. You're just this thing, like this force of nature. But to put a face on it and a face you recognize, it's basically a Picard zombie. But I'm hey, saying architecturally as well as mentally. Like, every unit of the ship is decentralized. You can't target their quote-unquote engine room because it, all their power sources are distributed evenly throughout the ship. Okay. That's how it's designed. But anyway, gotcha. it's, it's a retcon. I will, I will fight the concept of the Borg Queen till my death. Borg Queen I, was on Voyager. She I have a an issue role. with the Borg Queen. But anyway, the even Borg in this Queen series, they, they do, in a later episode, we're going to talk about um, the Borg Queen room. But that's, a, that's, that's for a later episode. Anyway, we're still on this uh, Blade Runner episode so the space pimps go to a space bar where maddox the, was previously it's the fan they get maddox and bring him back home no they bring him back onto the ship after they realized they didn't realize seven's connection she wasn't just there out of the goodness of her work heart mm-hmm. she had a vendetta she wanted yeah. to get revenge for each mm-hmm. which we saw earlier and like in the episode it's like you kill each and we're all on board with Seven killing this lady, which she eventually does. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes back to do it. They like, Seven, we have to leave. You'll make us all, um, you know, Seven never was going to let this lady walk away. No. It's like, okay, let's go. That's the way I can get you out of the way. Now I'm going to beam back and kill this lady. And she mm-hmm. does. And uh, yeah. So we don't know what happens at the end. Does Seven make it out? She's outnumbered. She takes her sweet time. But she kills this lady for killing Icheb. And for basically uh, lying to her, taking advantage of her, her naivete, right? Um, her innocence. She she took away Seven's innocence. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get Bruce Maddox, but you know, and they get him on, and they get a little more information from him. Mm-hmm. But dun dun dun! Oh, Doctor Jarita murders him. him! Oh no! And because of gotta... something she knows she that knows Bruce that doesn't. She she wishes she didn't know about, but she does. I wish uh, I didn't know. And this at this Bruce. point, it's pretty shocking because apparently they had a. Were they married? Or they had a relationship of some sort. They were. They were lovers. Yeah. They were in a relationship. 
Oh, but you know, you kind of they kind of telegraphed it just before. It's just the way she was. She was standing watching them while Picard was talking to him. Like, what is she doing just lurking back there? You know, she's not right next to him. She's listening in on their conversation as if she wants to hear what Maddox tells Picard. Like if he's telling him too much stuff or not. Uh, and then Picard leaves and then she's like, sorry, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. And then she like turns off the EMH, but she doesn't like erase his memory of it. She just mm -hmm. turns them off. Yeah. Because later on we find out the EMH, oh yeah, she killed that dude. Right up. <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you? I didn't tell you she yeah. killed him? <laughs> oh, she killed that mother. <laughs> oh, they're bad. And I tried to save him, but she was like, oh, de deactivate this dude. And I was like, wait, 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 click. Yeah. No, 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 no. I wanna, oh, no, no. One second, please. Let me, just let me. Uh, yeah, so that's what happens in that episode. Bruce Maddox is murdered, dun, dun, dun. We don't know why. But I do think we have the flashback. Do we have a flashback there? Of the Not conversation in this episode. With the next no, okay. Episode, I think. But we just know that, okay, Dr. Jarita, but she, and she's clearly broken up about it. Mm -hmm. She's very sad about it, but she does it. She yes. murders Bruce Maddox. Mm -hmm. uh, Bruce Maddox, who apparently created a bunch of uh, flesh and blood looking androids. He finally mm -hmm. got whatever it looks like. Seemingly, he got what he needed from Data. Or mm -hmm. maybe Lore, because isn't Lore in Pieces 2 somewhere? Where's Lore? Where is Lore? I don't remember. Like, he again, shut him down. The I remember Data shutting him down, but I don't remember what became of him. Like in the book series that does not exist in this continuity, right. presumably, like Lore was shipped to the Daystrom Institute along with, I think, Lol, Lore, B4, and maybe, well, whatever was, nothing was left of Data. But the rest of them were shipped there and they were, in, and Maddox B4 has was, like a yeah. better relationship with Data too. Like it, it, it's presumed that Maddox and Data kept correspondence mm -hmm. and he does consider Data like a friend, like, so he wouldn't do anything to violate the memory of Data, presumably, in the mm -hmm. book series. Like, they were kind of, like, on good terms. And, like, he saw him as a being, a sentient being that had his own rights, but he also still wanted to try to create, recreate the work of Noonien Soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was pretty good. And great appearance by Jerry Ryan. Love Jerry Ryan. Mm-hmm. And she's definitely different. Like, she's definitely changed as well. She is a lot more human, a lot less bored, but she's not as warm as presumably she was going to be. She's colder. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's sad. It's sad. It's like, this is what the universe did. And it's like, I wish you had a more happy ending. You clearly didn't have a, a great happy ending and just life happened. But really, none of them did. Like, Picard didn't have, like, a quote-unquote happy ending. I mean, it was nice, but, you know. But he, like, has a big regret that he's trying to make up for now 10 years later or 14 mm -hmm. years later. Uh, but, yeah, they go to the space planet, and it's really cool, this free cloud place. And it's like, free cloud, what was it? You can do whatever you want, basically. There's, like, no law, no rules. Vegas, Just, baby, right? Vegas. Yeah. What happens in free cloud, we wipe from your memory cords. <laughs> no, hey, welcome to free cloud. No, I don't want you to free oh. up my brain. There is a Quark name check from DS9. I didn't catch that. Where did they say yeah, that? Because they get the rec Rios because they fake his recommendations. Mm -hmm. And Rios says, uh, you know, especially, you know, whatever Quark, 
of whatever, especially since you did a good job with that blank situation, with the, not Zindi, the, um, the Breen, with that Breen situation. Mm-hmm. He's like, Quark especially thinks that you did a good job with that Breen situation. Mm-hmm. So clearly Quark has moved up in the world, okay. which is nice. Mm-hmm. I like that from DS9. I like that Quark. I mean, you would think so. If his brother became the Grand Nagus, so you would think he would parlay that into some upward mobility. Right. I thought he would be serving on his brother's side, but maybe he couldn't handle the changes his brother was making to Ferengi society, presumably the mm. more progressive changes that they seem to be going towards. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a call out to, uh, to Nog. Uh, you know, I know we're not going to, not Nog, um, Rom and Nog. Right. R.I.P. That actor. Yeah. But Rom, it would be uh, it would be great to like see a reference to Grand Nagus Rom that they would need something from the Ferengi, uh, mm-hmm. and that they would show him and what where where he's at in the world. Um, and even like if they did like that thing they mentioned in the DS9 documentary where maybe Nog did become a captain and he did pass away and there was a you know he was a great captain people really loved Captain Nog your son that would be nice if they yeah. fit that in the second season somehow. Um, but it was great to hear Quark's name as if like he's like growing in the world. And he wasn't a great guy, but he wasn't a horrible guy. He was just a guy. And it's just nice. Okay, you're doing well for yourself. That's nice. Uh, but they do get Bruce Maddox, as you said, and then Bruce Maddox does die. Uh, and Seven does get revenge and presumably Seven may die too. Uh, which leads us to the next episode, The Impossible Box. Great metaphor. The, the, the cube, the Borg cube. Let's yeah, Picard and the crew. Yeah, Picard and the crew trace Soji to the Borg cube. They get that information from Bruce Maddox at the end of uh, episode five. It forces Picard to face memories of being Locutus. Meanwhile, Narek believes he's found a way to safely exploit information from Soji. So yeah, they finally figure out we got to get to that cube. And Rafi calls in a favor that seems to be the last favor from this woman. And they get clearance for Picard to go. And he knows Hugh's there. And Hugh seems to love the shit out of him, even though Picard was kind of a dick to Hugh. Mm-hmm. It's like, you would think Hugh would be like, where's Jordy? Did you bring Jordy? Boo. <laughs> Poor Jordy gets so glossed over. Even in the movies, too. It's like, you know who's Data's best friend? Picard. Yeah. Picard's yeah. Data's best friend. What? Jordy? Who's Jordy? You know what? I bet, though, now I'm sure they have a good relationship. Oh, wait. <laughs> what? What's Is going that on? Picard there? There's someone Uh-oh. at my door, too. Someone at your door or my door. Yes, I'm back. Hello there. I'm here, too. It's me, Jordy. Jordy. Good Lord. That's it's right. so long. How are you, sir? I hate you. What? Why do you hate me, Jordy? If I could throw you with a warp core breach, I'd do it in a second. What? Why? Because you left the ship and you said you were going to be my wingman forever. I That's never true. married. I said that. I never did. What? You never married? The one piece of advice you gave me, take a boombox to Laura, uh, to Dr. Brahm's office yes. and hold up a boombox in a trench coat I don't understand the reference. It's one of your stupid classics. It was John Cusack in that movie. Who is that? Say anything. I don't know who that is. He also revisited it in uh, High Fidelity. But it's okay because I got my friend, the guy who's obsessed with holotechs. He helped me out. Oh, Barkley. Barkley, yeah. He made me a great wife, a better wife. 
Oh, you're married to a holodeck persona? That's right. And she looks like Data. But no. With boobs. What? Why? Why is I married my best friend. This is what you've made oh, me. Good I'm Lord. this because of you. Because of me? But maybe yeah. you should blame Barkley. I'm not going to blame Barkley. Oh, I'm going to blame you, you bastard. No. But you don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> oh, he just left here. He just left. Oh, no. Oh, well. Picard is really, uh, he is not doing great. No one likes no him. No one likes him. The only person that liked him was, was uh, an android, and he got blown up for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. It's, don't be friends with a card. You'll get blown up. I guess. All right. So they go to the Borg cube. The Borg Romulans are like, hey, only that dude. That's it. Nobody else. Uh, Elnor's like, so why the fuck am I here uh, if I'm not going to the cube with you, dude? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Picard's like, eh, just chill out, man. It's fine. Just just stay here. Do not, don't come to the board cube, which is like, well, clearly he's going to show up later. Right. Because he was told not to go. Don't you come to the board cube when we that need you the most. That would be bad. Uh, meanwhile, uh, so, uh, what's his name? Narek has implanted a seed of distrust as part of his overarching scheme to get Soji to open up to him. And she's already doubting herself and she scanned all her stuff and it's all exactly three years old. She did carbon scanning, I guess. It's all her things are exactly three years old. You would think she would carbon scan herself, but she doesn't. I don't think she does, but you would think she would. Dude, that would be a good scene where she points at herself and like, no, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Blah, blah. I thought she did. Did she? Did, I thought she, Maybe she I thought did. She, that's how this all started was that she pointed at herself and it said uh, estimated 36 months old. Yeah, so, okay, that would make sense if she did it Yeah. after she scanned all her stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Narek brings I thought up, like, you... there was going to be a control part where she just aims it at something that's clearly more than three years old. Like, oh, make sure this yeah. thing's working right. It's just not just saying everything in the world's th- three years old. Oh, that's fair. She goes out of the room and scans, and he just grabs something from someone, like a cup, and scans yeah. it. And it's like whatever years old, two days old, mm-hmm. uh, whatever days old, the ship, it's like, the board cube it's like whatever a hundred years old yeah and she's like three years old um yeah and he also i think he brings up in this episode maybe it's in the next one but it's not a big spoiler it's like he's like i've i've checked the logs of you talking with your mom and your conversations are exactly 70 seconds Mm -hmm. exactly every conversation and then Mm -hmm. it cuts out and she's put to sleep by the mom ai right and Presumably, she's given an implant of the conversation or something or the feeling that they had a conversation and she just fell asleep and not to notice it, you know, don't notice the guy behind the curtain. Don't notice that your mom's not real. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she's like, what's going on? And he says, the only way we can get to the truth is if we do a Romulan uh, meditation technique. And it's like, that's not for round ears. That's only for Romulans. Like Romulans and people who know VIP Romulans, like myself, let's go. And they go into the Romulan meditation room in the Borg ship, which the Borg have really tricked out really nicely. Um, And it's like, I still don't understand why the Federation would let the Romulans. I guess they didn't let them have it. Oh, part of the treaty. So I guess it's like, you can have a Borg cube, but anyone can visit 
and we have to, it's like the Iranian deal. We have to be able to see what you're doing and mm-hmm. that you're not super weaponizing this board cube. So we get the monitor, but you can have it, but Federation personnel can be on board and you can't kill them. And it's like, okay, I guess. Uh, and you have to unborgify the Borg on there. That's one of the things you have to do. Otherwise, it's also a scrap ship, maybe. I don't know. And a research ship. Um, so, yeah, they do the meditation, and then she goes into this dream she has about her father, which is actually an implanted dream that subconsciously tells her, A, that she's not real, not, uh, not a, uh, organic, and B, where she's from, potentially. Um, and he helps her find this dream. And then once he gets it, he's like, I'm done with you. I'm done. We're done. But he's hurt because he fell for her. Mm. He fell in love in a love con and you never fall in love in a love con. If we ever learned anything from the Dana Carvey hit movie about being a con man who falls in love that everyone knows still to this day, you don't fall in love in a love con. Thank you, Dana Carvey. And Narek did, but he was still strong enough to kill her. He was still like, ah, it's like an old yeller moment. Mm-hmm. Let her go with the radiation cloud. I don't yeah. want to be part of it. Let her die painfully and slowly. Yes. Uh, but you know what? She gets woke. Mm-hmm. Her, her inside, her defense mechanism, and she punches through the wall, the floor, Hulk style, and she busts through, and she falls right in front of Picard and Hugh. Okay. So let's reconsider what just happened. We we know that he should know that her twin sister was killed via Romulan disruptor, and instead of well, get- not just a disruptor, right, but like a bomb too, like some kind of acidic bomb slash okay. disruptor. Okay. But or maybe a case. blowing up disruptor. Okay. Uh, well, know. something something to that effect was not used on uh, her. You know on what I mean? Soji. Yeah, and so yeah. like, why not just replicate what worked instead of, uh, I don't know. They, they, he clearly didn't think this through. Yeah. So she broke out because she's, you know, a robot, and she busts through the floor. She's got super strength and speed. She didn't even know she had. She got activated like we saw in the first episode, and she's tearing through the ship. I tell you what, maybe two things. Number one, maybe he wanted to kill her in the most painless way possible. Mm-hmm. because he did really catch feelings for her, presumably. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to believe that he gave her his true name because he knew he was going to kill her. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can give you my true name because I'm going to kill you, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I love you, you know, secretly. Uh, and number two, maybe he kind of in the back of his mind, he doesn't want to think about it. Maybe he's like, maybe I want her to escape. Mm-hmm. I got the information I need. We're going to blow up her world anyway. Maybe she just gets to live. Mm-hmm. Somewhere else. Yeah. At least I can do. Possibly. Or maybe it's like if we blow a hole in this Borg ship, there can be a hole in the Borg ship, and it'll go through the wall and we'll all be sucked out. Can't mm. blow a hole in a Borg ship. We're in a spaceship. You can't blow holes in spaceships that you're in. It's unsafe. Even though there's a big hole in the side of the ship, they just have that atmospheric yeah. uh, force field. Or maybe the meditation room is of such consequence that they're like, we can't desecrate the meditation room by blowing it up. Mm-hmm. Which I think is the least likely, but it's there. It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then meanwhile, Picard's on the ship and he has flashbacks of Locutus and some Borg like walk up on him, but they're just like trying to 
help him from falling on railless uh, ramps across great distances because this board cube has gravity pulling in the direction of I don't know. And that's one of the things I'd love for them to play with gravity and how it works and how maybe you're right at the, at the point of gravity where it's like, I'm standing here and you're standing here because we're in the, right in the middle of the ship where the gravity is distributed. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, and then Hugh finds him and Hugh's like, man, I love you so much, even though you were kind of a dick. What can I help you with? And mm-hmm. maybe you could help me, you know, uh, spread the word that the Romians are kind of being shitty to us. And, uh, you know, Picard has some weight in my, in my book. So maybe you can help us out with lost causes to you. Uh, and then he's like, I need to find Soji. And he's like, I think it's important because you tell me it's important. So let's find her. And then they do find her. And, and Hugh helps them escape using the Borg Queen's chamber that the Romulans don't know about. Mm-hmm. Borg Queen chamber. Uh, Borg Queen chamber. Blah, blah, blah. But then Hugh gets caught. Uh-oh. And that Romulan lady is not happy with that dude oh but elnor stays behind because he's like i have a well because picard released him he saves picard because surprise he was needed and he goes saves picard and then picard's like let's go and elnor's like uh or or picard's like you need to go and elnor's like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna guard your retreat i'll stay here and guard your retreat mm-hmm. and picard's like no you don't have to he's like yes i do i pledged you and picard's like no i release you of your pledge it's like okay great i'm gonna stay here anyway and now you can't make me because you released me. Go, I'll be fine. I'll catch up with you guys later. Peace. And, uh, and Elmore stays and he realizes, uh, I don't know if it happens in this episode, but the Romulan uh, Tal Shiar agent kills a bunch of XBs, uh, but you can't kill Hugh because he's Federation. And Elmore realizes, you know what? This is my new lost cause right here. I'm going to help you and all these Borg. I'm going to help the Borg. <laughs> That's where my life has brought me. Let's help some Borg. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was really cool, and yeah. And, uh, you know, Picard, I guess, gets something out of seeing, like, how the Borg are being unborgified on such a grand scale, but he seems surprised, and I don't know why it's such a surprise. Like, I don't understand why this is seemingly so surprised. Like, he was deborgified. Seven of Nine was deborgified. We know it's possible, you know, unless they've tried to do it on a grander scale and it's failed. I could understand that. Possibly. It's I think, like with, I think that, look, I, I think this, the biggest surprise is that there's this Borg ship that's under, you know, uh, under Federation and uh, Romulan captive capture, and, and he didn't know about it. Yeah. I was like, whoa, what? Why did Wait, he... did, hold on. Did he not know about it? I, I, did I didn't think he didn't know about it. I don't think oh. it's a secret. I don't think that the artifact is a secret. Oh, I thought the artifact was a secret, but okay. No, I don't think it's a secret because, number one, they're Federation citizens on the artifact, and they're alien visitors that come to the artifact. Like that woman that was talking with Soji when we first meet, like one of the first or second episodes that we meet Soji, there was a new arrival, and Soji's like, oh, don't be, they're just trying to scare you. She, she seemed Picard. like she was a Federation person. It's the secret to Picard. Of course, people know about it, but not the general populace. And not I don't know. I don't know if it was a secret though. It's like, okay. wait, wait, the that artifact. Mm-hmm. I think he was surprised where she was, just because. Wait, she's in the Romulans. She's in the nest of the Romulans. It's like mm-hmm. that surprised him. I thought more okay. than the fact that the artifact existed. All right. 
I think so because then they knew how they get there, and Maddox mm-hmm. didn't tell them how they get there. They just knew. Oh, we're going to the artifact. Okay. Okay. Again, yeah, I, I don't think that the artifact is a secret. All right. Um, I just don't. And the way they run it, they Romulans don't run it like it's just their thing, or that they can run it however they want. They run mm-hmm. it like, oh, we this is joint thing where we have to do it a certain way. So. <laughs> So I feel like it's known. All right. Um, and how would you keep that a secret? And why would the Federation want to keep that a secret that the Romulans have a board cube? But we're not going to tell anybody? Mm-hmm. Either way, they go to the board cube, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he knows that Hugh's there. I have a friend on it, Hugh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He knows Hugh works there. Oh, well, so it's not a secret. There, no. Yeah. Um, because they're like, how are you going to get there? I know the director. Mm-hmm. You know? All right. Uh, I mean, it would have been cool if it was. It would have been interesting to be a secret. But again, Soji is presumably a, a Federation citizen herself. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, we don't know that for sure. Well, no. She's sisters with uh, Dodge, who clearly seems to be a Federation citizen. Uh, so Soji is also a Federation citizen. So there are Federation personnel on this ship, researchers doing research on the Borg. It's like, Romulans, you can have it, but A, you can't weaponize it, and B, uh, you know, you got to let us do our research, too. It's not just yours, but you can manage it. So that's where we're going to leave off here, because yeah. the next episode we will cover in our next podcast discussing um, Picard, and that next Picard episode of Cluster Fudge will have... My favorite episode so far, kicking it off. Oh, and uh, what is that? Have you seen episode seven? So you've seen it. I've seen it too. It's a good episode. It's fun. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. All right. All right. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that was good. That was good. So we're going to, we got Mando coming up, right? Mando. Well, I don't know if we'll have time to record that today. Um, But yeah, keep your, keep your notes handy. And, okay. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll 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 do any sign offs right now. You ready for sign off? Okay. Uh, wanna, yeah, sure. Do with? we have any last words from Picard? Does he want to come in and say anything? All right. I'm here. I have just a few things to say to my former crewmates. Remember, I am the greatest starship captain ever to be in the Federation. So if you don't like it. GTFO. Oh, who's that? Who's at the door? Carlos. Who's at the door? What's that? It's me. It's me, Q. Q? Yes. Q or Hugh? Q. Q. Hello, Q. Damn it, Q. What are you doing here? Uh, they said they wanted uh, me to comment on the show. I didn't know you would be here. What? Q. You're always following me all over the galaxy. No, I don't do that anymore. I don't. I don't follow people that treat people the way you do. What is wrong? What is wrong? Q, I've never seen you so downtrodden. No, that's okay. Uh, I'm Q, fine. Back up. Fine. What's wrong? What no, don't worry about it. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to do any pranks. What? I'm not going to show you any very any variation on your life. You chose no, path. Please. I tried to. What happened? Had I not um, mistreated my former crew members? I did show you, Mon Capitan. I showed you what to do. I showed you to be a nice old man. You were married to your Dr. Crow. I gave you a good ending. 
And what did you do? I messed you it up. You helped the Romulans and you messed it up. I'm sorry. I, I laid the breadcrumb. You know what? Maybe I can show you what it was. No, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not giving you any other chances. Thank you. I'm so sorry. I gave you, I showed Please. you where you would hurt no, so, no one and you would just be a lieutenant until you retired. That was a lousy uh, future. It was better than this. Everyone That's hates true. you. Everyone does hate me. No one hated me as Lieutenant Picard. That's right. I oh. tried, Mon Capitan. I oh. tried. I'm sorry, Q. All right. gonna, don't be sorry to me. Be sorry to yourself. Ah. You have the power of a god. Please, spirit, you your future, show me this is the future that is possible and not the one this that will it. be. Please, yeah, spirit. You lost, you lost uh, Ambassador Spock. Oh. He's gone because of you. We don't know. Well, I know where he is, but you don't know where he is. Oh, He's no. gone to you. You That's lost. True. Well, we don't even know what happened with Dr. Crutcher. I know. Spoiler alert. It's not great. Oh, no. Uh, nope. Yeah. Thad would have been alive. No. You don't know who Thad yet is. Thad Crusher. Spoiler alert on that. Troy Riker. Troy Riker. Troy, not R- Thad uh, Troy and Riker. Oh, no. Their little boy who I don't know about. Yeah. This is. Yeah. It's, that chair is empty on Christmas because oh. of you. And I tried to show you a way to keep that kid alive. Oh. You effed it up. No, Tiny Tim. By the way, just real, you know, question, a side question. Is Thad the name of the fake alien kid that tricked Riker? I'm asking because I've even confused by the whole thing. Is Thad the name of that alien kid? Did he use that name? Or is that kid named Jean-Luc? I've got to watch that episode again. Well, Flump, I just did, and I know. And I'm not going to tell you. It was Jean-Luc. you're a bastard. Oh, curses. And I'm changing it. Now it's not. No. So you're wrong. Son of a bitch. Uh, I gave you the power of the universe. I'm sorry. I don't do that for anyone, and I will never do it again. Goodbye. Uh, She left. All right. Well, we'll be back next time. We'll be back. (laughs) Same bat time, same bat channel. Probably not this season on a schedule, but who knows. Okay. Put them out as they come out. How about that? That sounds fun to me. All right, talk to you later.